welcome back to another episode of Quick Spin, the Auto Week podcast that gets to the essence of the automobile. Today, we are talking about the 2023 Land Rover, Range Rover, long wheelbase edition. That's right. You can take a look at this Range on our Instagram page right now. That's at Auto Week USA. And hey, while you're out there, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. There we go. All the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. We're going to spend a ton of time talking about this Range Rover in just one second, but first we have to pay the bills. Do you have a car-loving little one in your life? Give them Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars. Loaded with 701 amazing car facts, this hardcover book is custom-built for kids who love slick supercars, powerful monster trucks, and record-smashing speed machines. The only thing your little one needs to drive Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is a license for fun. Road and Track Crew's Big and Fast Cars is on sale now at Amazon.com. And Tom, you're here today to talk about the 2023, let me get the full official name, oh, excuse me, Land Rover Range Rover SE Long Wheelbase Edition. Uh, yeah, and that's a mouthful. Tom, how are you doing today? And did I get that name correct? You did. You did. The only thing that you missed was long wheelbase. This one is stretched. This is a much bigger uh, Range Rover for those who find the standard Range Rover to be a little too small. You know, sometimes you need a little more space. Uh, so I'll talk a little bit later about how it stacks up to the to the Escalade, which would be a key competitor. But uh, yeah, the the Range Rover has really kept so much of its brand flavor alive for so many years, and they just keep consistently playing the same cards uh, while improving, you know, from year to year. And this latest generation really shows a lot of improvement. Well, I think you take us on a quick little walk around of this Rangey. Uh, we're gonna go to that right now. I am here with the 2023 Range Rover SE Long Wheelbase Edition. Uh, this is the fifth generation Range Rover. It launched in early 22 as a mild hybrid, a plug-in hybrid, uh, and with six-cylinder and eight-cylinder engines. This model here in front of me right now, the Range Rover SE Long Wheelbase, sticker priced at $153,225 with destination. This model has 23-inch alloy rims, very good-looking, stylish, uh, really kind of adds to the overall premium feel of the uh, Range Rover. There are soft closed doors, which is a good thing because, uh, boy, these doors are heavy uh, with this uh, stretch model, uh, especially the second row doors are quite heavy. Uh, there's a power lift gate that functions as a clamshell with upper and lower gates that close together, uh, which is great for loading and for unloading cargo. And also here at the back, you've got this whole console of, bu of uh, buttons on the passenger side rear at the lift gate uh, it's a nice kind of digital panel of controls uh, with a little icon for an arrow going up and an arrow going down and of course that means you can adjust the height uh, so that you can load and unload things more easily here at the cargo uh, in case you haven't heard Jaguar Land Rover wants to change its name officially to JLR uh, they've been known informally as that for many years since the Indian company Tata bought both Jaguar and Land Rover many years ago. The Brits are not happy about this. Uh, they, they see this as kind of scrapping decades of brand building. And here inside the Range Rover, this vehicle is as upscale and as comfortable and as spacious as one might expect at the price point. Yeah, here in the front row, you've got heated and cooled and massaging front seats. Uh, in the second row, you've got power reclining seats that are also heated and ventilated. And then in the third row, those seats are heated as well. There's a 13.1 inch uh, touchscreen that is part of the PV Pro infotainment system. 
Uh, the shifter in the center console is nice and meaty uh, and, and sits very low to the uh, surface of the center console. The steering wheel is very handsome. Again, capacitive touch controls for your adaptive cruise control. The adaptive cruise works very nicely, by the way. Uh, and the cluster right in front of the driver, very, very nicely laid out graphically, easily visible through the upper portion of the steering wheel, beautifully appointed, and uh, no complaints about this interior. There's a really nice overhead um, panoramic roof that, it, that extends all the way to the back of the second row. And I gotta call out also the lovely grab handles. I, I know nobody, nobody looks up and pays attention to the grab handles, but these are uh, really something special here. Tom, I have to ask, you know, the uh, many letters combining Jaguar Land Rover uh, seem to be going away and JLR, and more importantly, the spinning off of some of its more prized brands as sub-brands is uh, kind of shaking things up. How do you think this is going to affect, uh, you know, Range Rover fans and JLR customers? It's a really good question, uh, and I would guess that different parts of the world are going to answer that question in different ways. I think here in the U.S., I, I'm not sure that many people really, really care, as long as they can buy their Range Rover, uh, and, and it's still meets their needs and it's still very upscale in look and feel uh, you know changing some of the corporate um inner workings why they have to change the name what difference it's going to make i'm not sure there seems to be almost a sense of desperation in a move like this um i have i have a couple of sales numbers that i want to share with you just just to kind of back up jaguar land rover it has really been struggling you know, in terms of its sales. You know, in 2022, the Land Rover Defender was the best-selling single vehicle, and it sold 14,000 units. But the Range Rover, in lots of different configurations, sold a whole lot more. In context, all right, Land Rover sold almost 56,000 vehicles last year. The year before, they sold over 78,000 vehicles. Okay, so that's that's a big step down. But when you look at just the Jaguar portion of their sales, 10,000 units, Wes, in 2022, down from almost 14,000 units in 2021. That almost classifies as being on life support. Meanwhile, looking at overall Range Rover sales, you know, in 2022, they sold almost 35,000 Range Rovers. Of all those different stripes, I mentioned the Velar and the Evoque and the, the Sport. Um, long wheelbase, short wheelbase. The prior year, they sold almost 52,000 Range Rovers in uh, 2021. So, you know, to answer your question, I don't really think changing the name to JLR or formalizing the name is going to make that much of a difference. They, they got to start moving more vehicles. They got to sell more vehicles. If calling it JLR is going to make a difference, eh, great for them. But uh, informally, as I've mentioned, that name has been out there for quite a while now. And I'm sure, Tom, you have no vested interest. Uh, and if you want to buy a Land Rover or Jaguar, you can head over to Murphy's, MG's, Jaguars, Land Rovers, and <laughs> more. No, uh, That's right. More importantly, Tom, since we're already talking sales figures, I mean, how does this rangey stack up against you know the, the behemoth that is the Escalade? I mean, the Escalade, we talked with Navigator a while back that Escalade is king of the castle when it comes to large it premium is. SUVs. But where's, where's Range Rover sitting in that chart? It is, uh, but you'd be surprised um, how well the Range Rover does. So 
the Ward's figures for the luxury large SUV segment, uh, that's what includes the Escalade and the Navigator and the Jeep Grand Wagoneer uh, Infinity, the Rivian R1S, for instance. So Escalade was number one in the first quarter with 5,523 units. Number two, uh, right behind, was the Range Rover. Uh, Long wheelbase, short wheelbase Range Rover, 5,215. And that is up 133% from the prior year. So that was factoring in all the sales um, of the new model. Don't forget also there's the Cadillac Escalade ESV, uh, which is 3,705 Unit. So you add that together with the standard Escalade, and you're you're talking a pretty sizable lead over everybody else. The Lincoln Navigator is 4,100. The Infiniti QX80 uh, full size that's at 3,100 vehicles. The Jeep Grand Wagoneer is at 2,000. The Lexus LX uh, is at 1,500 units. That being said, Tom, you take us for a quick little drive in this still internally combustion powered. Uh, automobile that I cannot say because you're sitting in the automobile and it will respond to your personal assistant call. That being said, let's go for a quick little spin. So let's talk a bit about the powertrain in this long wheelbase Range Rover. Um, this is the standard engine uh, in the long wheelbase and it's the 4.4 liter twin turbo V8. It makes 523 horsepower, 553 pound foot of torque. It is capable of 162 miles per hour top speed and it makes more torque than the 5 liter supercharged V8 that it replaced. Uh, there's an 8 speed automatic transmission with all wheel drive and I gotta say the powertrain really really does the trick. Um, there are times when you feel like oh, this you know this this powertrain is going to be outmatched by the uh, by the curb weight of 5,800 and some pounds but no. So let's take this for a little quick spin. The mild hybrid system in this vehicle works quite nicely, uh, even with an engine this large when it, uh, when it spins back on. Uh, it's, I find it quite smooth. My wife thought it was a little bit clunky and loud, but uh, I actually think it's, it's a very nice mild hybrid system. I got to talk about the rear wheel steering system in this vehicle. Really does a fantastic job making this long wheelbase vehicle seem much smaller and nimble uh, when you come to a 90 degree intersection and you're making a turn it uh, it just pivots it really pivots nicely and you, you can tell that those rear wheels are are uh, turning out of phase to get that back end around a little bit quicker all right we are driving this 523 horsepower twin turbo v8 You can probably barely even hear it running right now <laughs> as we uh, we approach the entrance ramp for the highway. And that's when you really feel the presence of this powerful V8. Curb weight be damned. This is a joy to drive on the highway. There's paddle shifters, and I gotta say, the paddles are quite nice. Brushed aluminum.
quite authoritative. You can feel that, that upshift when you're really into the throttle. We're all about gifting experiences this holiday season rather than material objects. If you're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trip for yourself or a car enthusiast in your life, you need to learn more about road and track experiences. Registration for Route to Vine, road and track's upcoming rally through beautiful Northern California in February is coming to a close, but it's not too late to hit the road. They've also just launched an all-new adventure through Appalachia, Smoky 600. You'll rally through some of the most iconic roads in the country, including the Tale of the Dragon. Then you'll shift gears and tour R&T's favorite local distilleries, enjoy Southern cuisine at its finest, and so much more. Learn more at experiences.roadandtrack.com. Tom, on a quick spin, Tom, we try to get to the essence of the automobile, and this Range Rover is no exception. So, Tom, I must ask, I beg, I plead, tell me, what is its raison d'etre? What's its essence? Why why on earth would I buy this thing? Uh, Its essence is... I give you four words, ahead of its time. They've been making these types of vehicles for 70 years. They know a little something about delivering stylish utilitarianism. And uh, when you look at the early, early Range Rovers from 1970 up to today, you can sense, you can see the certain aspects that kind of carry over from one generation to the next. So yeah, ahead of its time, people who really appreciate luxury SUVs, they're going to gravitate toward a Range Rover. And I got to say, it's reason to be. Ask the bean counters at Land Rover, what is the raison d'etre for the Range Rover? Well, it's keeping the whole company alive. Uh, you know, if, if not for the Range Rover uh, portfolio, the company would really be giving up the ghost. So uh, yeah, that's that's my answer. I couldn't agree more, Tom. And again, that's Murphy's MGs, Jaguars, and Land Rovers, right? And <laughs> Westchester, uh, n- next to the Thames. I don't know if that's, that's those, right. those two things actually intersect or anything, but I know that those are both words that are used in England. Uh, Tom, <laughs> thank you so much for driving this thing. I know it was probably hard work sitting in the lap of luxury, but somebody has to do it. And thank you for listening to this. If you could, listen or head over to the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you listen to this bad boy and please drop a five-star review. Uh, and while you're out there on cruising the internet superhighway, why don't you head over to our Facebook page, click that like button. That we get all the great Auto Week content sent directly to you. And I know I say this at the end of every episode, but I do mean it. Without your listenership, none of this could be possible. So thank you for listening. <laughs>